0: Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Previewing all the NFL game odds to get you ready to wager each week on all the NFL action, college football, plus all the local teams and NBA action later this fall. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. And tonight's edition of Bet L.A. with Anita Marks is made possible by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Bet L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Bet L.A. with Anita Marks right now.
1: Welcome back to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. Fat Jack, professional handicapper, fatjacksports.com. That's where you can find him breaking down all four games on this weekend slate. So let's start first and foremost. Jacksonville got up against Kansas City. Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes having extra time to rest and prepare for these Jaguars. Uh, No surprise, they're favored by eight and a half. The over-under is 53. Fat Jack, how are you playing it?
2: And by the way, I'm I'm Kenny Rogers right now. I need him five and zero last week and twelve and one run. I mean, absolutely Kenny Rogers. I'm not doing anything wrong. So we're gonna keep it going this week. I <laughs> Let's Jacksonville do it. can't stop the I mean, absolutely. Right I'm gonna get the boost and the spurs and we're gonna go out and find a horse because it's going <laughs> hot right now. Um, Jacksonville can't stop the pass. That's a problem. Uh, Kansas City, I think a lot of people will will look at what they typically do, which is score a bunch of points and feel more comfortable playing that. The problem becomes when, when Kansas City plays okay to bad defenses, they typically are going under the total. When they play good defenses, the likes of San Francisco, Denver, twice those type teams, that's when they fly over the total. You never get value with playing Kansas City, but I do think they get it done in the end. Probably going to have to earn it, but I can't play Jacksonville, even though I expect better play out of Trevor Lawrence. Give me uh Kansas City line of performance.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. You know, Jacksonville's defense, 22nd uh, passing yards per play. 29th on third down, twenty fourth in the red zone, and uh, and and they are not good against opposing tight ends. In fact, uh, worst in regard to yards after the catch allowed to opposing tight ends. So, another thing, I, I'm I'm all on it. All I'm all in on 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 Travis Kelsey in this matchup. Are you?
2: Yeah, I know you're a big a prop girl, and uh, you like going after those players, finding those mismatches, and yeah, you would have to be. A little bit foolish not to think that Kelsey is going to have a big game. A couple of teams you don't want to play. There's three, San Francisco, uh, Philadelphia, and obviously Kansas City. If you can't guard the tight end, it's going to be a long day. So I think you're probably on to
0: something there as well.
1: Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Ooh, let's do a deep dive into this Giants matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles. I love the fact that the Giants are getting that hook at plus seven and a half. As, so therefore, of course, the Eagles are favored by that much. The over-under is at 48. Of course, today um, we're hearing that the Eagles uh, have said that they um, do not have Jalen Hurts on their injury report. Not one mention of him in that bum shoulder. Are you buying it?
2: You know what? I am buying it. I think that if, you, if he did have a hurt shoulder that was healing, you would play it exactly like they played it. So I think that he's going to be fine. I can't get away from the last two te- times these two teams met when it mattered. We're not talking about just a couple of weeks ago. Before that, and, and New York was giving up over eight and a half yards per play to Philadelphia. And in fact, they weren't, they were getting away with two yards per play. Philly was, they were running the ball before they even touched. They were running it at will. That will not work this week. The Giants, uh, you're, you're not getting value with them right now. They have been absolutely a covering machine, covering five in a row. They're the number one team in the league at covering numbers this year. They've been more profitable than any other team. You get a ton of money, as you know, coming in in New York for sure on that favorite team as they've been positively reinforced, being able to get it done with them. And I think that hook actually invites you to play New York, which is a lot of what a lot of the general public's doing. I think Philly's the right side here. I look at it a little bit like San Francisco, Seattle last week, and that you have teams that, after the fact, if it's not that close, you're going to say, "Yeah, it was a nice year," but the Giants are probably a couple years away. I know New York fans don't want to hear that, but I actually will go ahead and lay the seven and a half and play Philly.
1: Come on, you're not buying Daniel Dimes, Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, <laughs> Fat Jack. What's wrong with you, dude? Against, against Minnesota, I'm buying it. I like it against
2: Minnesota. I like it against a lot of people. I just think we're getting to the deep end of the pool here as we get a little deeper in the playoffs, and I'm not sure they're quite ready for it if, they can't, if they're giving up eight yards to play.
1: I hear you. I hear you. So those are uh, the Saturday games. Uh, let's take a look. at Sunday's action and probably uh, the one game that I, I think is, is very well could be the most competitive. Uh, Cincinnati going up against the Buffalo Bills. The Bills favored by five and a half. Uh, this line was five uh, earlier today. So now that line has jumped to five and a half. I like it because I'm on the Bengals side. The over-under is 48 and a half here. There's a lot of sharp money actually on the Bengals. So, uh, what say you?
2: Yeah, you know, it's funny. The line has continued to trend up. at open three and a half, and you're getting Buffalo money as well. The Stump Sharks and certainly the general public still a more comfortable with Josh Allen at home even after last week's kind of close call against a third-string quarterback with Miami. I can't get over the fact that Cincinnati's going to show up with three offensive linemen it looks like that are not going to play. If they can't run the ball and they're getting predictable down in distances, they haven't been great running it anyway recently. But if they don't get in ahead of the chains and stay out of the predictable spots, that's a Buffalo defense I think is going to tee off on them. And that's why a lot of the general public is still more comfortable, even though Josh Allen has not been great at protecting the ball. I'll also say this, that I like this game under the total. This is one of those spots where you get two marquee quarterbacks, neither of them playing backup quarterbacks this week. Everything flew over last week. You're going to get some regression here. And this is one of those spots where you have – teams that are going to try to keep the ball away from the other team's quarterback. I think the conservative game plans, especially out of Buffalo, which they've been known to do as they head deeper into the playoffs, just not make mistakes and let their talent win out. I think they think they're the better team here. Cincinnati's certainly gotten hot and been the best team since the middle of last year against the number on a 24-1 and run against the spread, if you go back to last year. Really, really strong and outperforming the number. If they got there, it wouldn't totally surprise me. With those offensive linemen banged up, I'm going to go ahead and ride Buffalo
1: um, the the thirty four thirty one doesn't scare you at all. The fact that Buffalo gave up thirty one points to a third string seventh round rookie quarterback in Skylar, in what- as my mom has corrected me, it's not Skylar, it's Skylar Anita. Um, as if he 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 was a, a character in like a Star Wars movie. Um, Thompson. I
2: was gonna say I live in Oklahoma. I don't know anybody who pronounces it Skylar, so unless his parents moved here from like Brazil or the Netherlands or something, I think they're calling it Skylar. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm betting, but I could be totally wrong. And you know, it always worries me when recency bias isn't what I like this week. But it also, I, I realize that all the line setters also have TV sets, and I lo- I understand that they saw that also. And why is this total in the 60s if they're going to give up 30? I think they'll do a better job at stopping Cincinnati. And I definitely think that Cincinnati's not going to want to put Burroughs in positions where he's going to drop back in predictable spots and get blitzed by this this uh, pass rush with three offensive linemen that are probably going to be down. So I think there's lower scoring uh, momentum here as far as the defense shows. And I like that regress to the mean versus high scoring last week. This week I think they'll be a little more, a little more tame offensively.
1: And, and also, really quick before we move on to the last game, the fact that, that Josh Allen has been a turnover machine. He's averaging thir- three turnovers a game. He's good for at least one interception, sometimes in the red zone, and, and fumbles the ball quite often. He fumbles the ball. He doesn't yep. necessarily always lose them, but he does fumble. I, I mean, I, just, I, I truly feel that ever since that elbow injury, Fat Jack, I, I feel like, like Justin Al- Josh, Josh Allen has not been, you know, vintage Josh Allen.
2: If he doesn't, he hasn't been, and that's kept totals down, but the rest of their team I don't think gets enough credit for how well they've played. This team has not covered a lot this year, but they've been getting it done, and defensively it's been why that's been driven. When Josh Allen has thrown up and turned the ball over more than he's supposed to, the defense has kept them around, and I just, like I say, they're at home. I'm not backing the Brinks truck up on this one, but I'm not willing to buy into three backup linemen. when If they get behind, they are going to be unpredictable down in distance on the road, by Niagara Falls eating a bunch of corn dogs and having to score points with three offensive linemen, that definitely aren't going to be able to stop that pass rush. So I just, I like, I'm more comfortable with the spot where Buffalo gets the lead and is able to uh, get after the quarterback.
1: Fat Jack, fat That is where you can find him as well as here uh, on, on ESPN radio um, spewing the knowledge, helping folks win the money like Kenny Rogers. Um, all right, so the last game on Sunday night, the Dallas Cowboys going up against the San Francisco 49ers with Mr. irrelevant at the helm. Uh, the 49ers favored by four. this line fluctuated earlier today it dropped down to three and a half. full disclosure. I bought the hook, I bought it down, I got it for minus 136. Um, it's back up to minus four. the over under is 46. What's your play here?
2: Anita, I'm again 5 and0 last week, 12 and one and I really like this game. I will say I rarely say that, but I really like uh, – here's the deal. San Francisco, I love, I love what the quarterback's done. I love the story. Who's the best team they've played, especially with him at quarterback? They have played one team that's still remaining. We look at strength of schedule right now, the teams that are still around. They have the, they're, the, they're the best teams, at least in theory. This San Francisco team has only played one of the remaining teams. You know who that was? Kansas City, who rolled them by three touchdowns this guy the quarterback has been put in a great position with a very very good team but the difference between what san francisco is without the quarterback position at all let's take quarterbacks out the difference between how good they are versus some of these other teams that are left is negligible is not that great he's been put in great spots against inferior competition if what happens if they get behind i do not believe that this kid all of a sudden showing up as the success story of the entire league and i think that this dallas front four michael parsons leading the way they will get after him. They're going to score. Now, this always comes with that big if with uh, with Dak uh, Prescott. If he doesn't turn the ball over, if he doesn't throw interceptions at an opportune time, this Dak Cowboy team is suited to give San Francisco some trouble offensively and certainly defensively against this great story that's been that San Francisco quarterback. Give me the Cowboys. I think they not only cover, I think they win straight up.
1: Whoa. Boom. Drop the mic. Whoa, Exit exactly. stage left. Uh, you, Mr. Irrelevant, again, this is like a made-for-Disney movie, that's for sure. The fact that this is the fourth straight road game for the Dallas Cowboys, and oh, by the way, have to travel across the country, um, well, midway because we know where Texas is located. If you took, you know, uh, you know geography, geography. In, in, yeah. in high school, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and uh, and this is their fourth, there's their fifth of six road games as well. That 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 doesn't frighten you at all.
2: Bambi's mom died, Pumbaa's mom died, Disney stories are not always written with happy-go-lucky storylines. Sometimes the main characters have some problems, and I think this is a, the first time that we're going to see a San Francisco team that is in a position to get some problems. And the one thing everybody would agree is we don't know exactly how this kid's going to play if he gets problems, if he gets behind. Those type sort of things haven't been an issue against the likes of Seattle and the Chargers and the teams they've been playing lately. This Cowboy team can execute offensively if they can protect the ball. And defensively, especially if he gets put in when I ha- where he has to throw the ball, he can really present some problems here. And all four favorites are not going to cover. I mean, I guess you like the, uh, you like the Cincinnati, so that would be an underdog. But you're going to have one or maybe two of these underdogs that step up. In my mind, this is the best opportunity for an underdog to get a win on the road.
1: Uh, really quick, before we let you go, uh, looking just ahead to some of the futures bets. That obviously after this weekend, uh, those odds will either not exist or not be as juicy. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs three to one. The Bills plus three fifty. Uh, you don't think the Forty Nine ers are going to win, so I won't even go there. The Eagles five to one. Dallas eight to one. Cincinnati eight to one. In any of these that you're on, in regards that you think will win the Super Bowl this year.
2: Yeah, I gave out uh, Philadelphia preseason. I also bet 2000 at 22 to 1. So I'm going to ride Philadelphia. I do think they show up healthy, healthier. There's a little value. They're 0 for 4, their last four against the spread. The Giants just cover everything in sight. So I, and even if they don't cover, I think they win here. I like Philadelphia to get rolling here at the right time. I haven't seen less respect going into the number one seed in a long time. And uh, I'm glad to have a 22 or 23 to one. I would say if you're going to bet those futures, bet that we talked about this last week. That money line bet each week going out with all of these longer shots, especially, you're going to make more money, start at 100 bucks and whatever you win on a money line bet. If they win, roll that entire balance into next week. If you do that over three times, you're going to create more profit for yourself over the course of the next three or four weeks.
1: So it's the Eagles over whom in the Super Bowl?
2: You know, I think they're going to get Kansas City, and that's going to be a problem. I mean, that's that's a game that I I, I think Kansas City's the best team in, in football right now. So, but I'm going to hope for good things to happen. At twenty three to one, I'll be hedging if it ends up Chiefs and Bills.
1: So you, by the way, you can wager the Eagles to beat Kansas City in the Super Bowl is twelve to one. Just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. Fat Jack, you rock what as up, always. Jimmy did. Uh, so what oh, I should be oh, oh. doing
2: is betting Phil I should be, be hedging it on the other side, bet Kansas City, and see if I can get both of them all the way to finish that.
1: There you go. All right. I want to thank Fat Jack for joining us. Stay tuned. Uh, we've got Mike Duroko who's going to be joining us. He was with me on my bet show last Monday, doing a preview of the Jags game. So we'll hear from him, and then I'll give you my plays in this matchup. Stay tuned. Seven ten, ESPN LA.
0: This is Bet L.A. with Anita Marks on 7Teddy SPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Bet L.A. with Anita Marks on 7Teddy SPN. For me, it's about keeping everybody together, you know, at the hotel and, and the meetings and how we do things and handle things. But I also want the guys to enjoy these times, too. These are... They don't come around very often, and anytime you get a chance to play in the postseason, um, it's a great accompl- accomplishment for your for your guys. So I do want them to to also enjoy uh, these opportunities.
1: That's Doug Peterson, head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, six and o against the spread in the postseason as a dog, five and one straight up, and of course, uh, you know, not to uh, add salt to a wound, but um, of course, as we know, the Jags coming off of a, a unbelievable comeback against the Chargers. Uh, I'm going to give you all the plays in this game, but before we do, Mike DiRocco joined me earlier this week. This was on Monday, mind you. Uh, he joined me on my BET ESPN Plus uh, digital show talking about the Jags, getting ready, coming off that really impressive win, comeback win against the Chargers, and getting ready to take on this Kansas City team. Kansas City favored by 8.5. The over-under is 53. Let's listen in. This is Mike DiRocco with me earlier this week. All right, let's turn our attention to your team, and that's the Jacksonville Jaguars, down 27 points, and then they come back. Trevor Lawrence did not look great in the first half, that's for sure. Uh, As many interceptions as he did passing touchdowns. Um, so w- what, what did Trevor Lawrence say after the game as to why he struggled in the first half against the Chargers?
3: Well, he pointed to a couple of those interceptions. One was a tip ball. Uh, the other one was a pass interference on Zay Jones that wasn't called. It was a bad miss call. I'll be honest with that. Uh, but the other two, he just felt like one of them was a bad decision and the other was a good play by uh, Asante Samuel. So in his mind, he didn't really throw it that badly in that first half, just a couple of unlucky breaks. But in uh, the locker room at halftime, all they talked about was, look, we've been in this situation before. We can come back. Now, the bottom line is we're going to have to score every single time we touch the ball, and the Jaguars did that in the second half, and he got hot. And Trevor Lawrence is a guy, when he gets hot, he is tough to stop. And that's what happened in that last drive. He had a critical run as well as a couple of critical throws, and that fourth down run set him up for that game-winning field goal, 27 points down. Third-largest comeback in playoff history, and here we are.
1: And here we are. Next team up is the Kansas City Chiefs. Jags faced them once already in November. They only lost by 10, but at the same time gave up, what, 330 passing yards and four touchdowns to Patrick Mahomes. What has this team said about this matchup yet again, specifically the defense trying to, you can never, I think, shut down Patrick Mahomes, but at least try to limit him, right?
3: Yeah, you know, and they felt like they sort of did a little bit of that in the first meeting. They did turn him over a couple of times, and the Jaguars really didn't play particularly well um, in the middle of the field on defense. Linebacker Devin Lawyer, first-round pick, the number 27 overall pick, was really struggling at that point. Uh, he's calmed down a lot. The Jags have gotten, uh, you know, Chad Buma in there as well, and that sort of solidified that a little bit. That will sort of help them, they think, against Travis Kelsey. But the other thing is they felt like they missed a bunch of opportunities on offense. Uh, And they feel like they can go ahead and run the ball a little bit if they can control Chris Jones. So they're pretty confident going into this rematch. But the bottom line is is they can't go down 27 points to Patrick McCombs because there will not be a 27-point comeback against the Chiefs.
1: You're absolutely right. Uh, Mike, thank you so much for spending some time with us on BET. Uh, Enjoy the game. Have some great barbecue in Kansas City Forest Post, my friend. Again, Mike DiRocco, he's been on this show before, does a great job covering the Jags. And so what are my plays in this game? Buckle up, I've got quite a few. Again, I do like Kansas City. I'll lay the points at eight and a half. It's a small lean, not a lot. This is the playoffs. Uh, the Jags, we saw what they were able to do against the Chargers, but obviously Kansas City, a different animal, especially with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes having a good week plus to prepare for this matchup. What I do love is is utilizing Kansas City as a two-team, six-point teaser. So what does that mean? You're taking six points and you're putting it towards either the Kansas City Chiefs and bringing them down to minus two and a half, or you could put them towards the Jacksonville Jaguars and have the Jaguars at plus 15 and a half. Well, I'm going Kansas City minus two and a half, and I'm going to align that with either the Giants at plus 13 and a half or the Bengals at plus 11. You've already heard all the reasons why I'm playing the Giants, uh, the Bengals coming your way uh, this hour as well. So stay, stay tuned, sit tight for that. I'm also going to play Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown and Kansas City winning. Both those things have to happen, and you can get that at even money. I'm also going to play Jerick McKinnon anytime touchdown and Kansas City winning, and you can get that at plus 130. He's got nine touchdowns in six games. He's been a big part of the passing attack especially in the red zone when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. So why am I playing Kansas City? They're 16-8-1 when favored by seven or more points. I'm going to repeat that. They're 16-8-1 against the spread when they're favored by seven or more po- points. Mahomes, 8-3 and three in the postseason. He's got 33 touchdowns, and he averages 32 points a game in the postseason. Week 10, they did beat the Jags with even three turnovers. They turned the ball over three times, and they still beat the Jags 27 17 and they outgain them 486 yards to 315. Yeah. The Jags have 12 turnovers in their last five games. Not great. And as I said before, I just, uh, a part of me feel like, how much more gas does this Jags team have in their tank? Um, I think they're, they're, they're borderline empty where you've got, again, a Kansas City team that was fortunate enough to have that bye week. The Jags' defense, one of the worst in the NFL against the pass, 22nd in passing yards per play, 29th on third down conversion rate, and guess what, Kansas City, second best in the NFL on third down conversion rate at 50%. The Jags' defense, 24th in the red zone. Kansas City's offense, by the way, second best offense in the red zone, scoring touchdowns at 70% of their offensive possessions first in yards per play first in, in, in TD rate as well at 33%. So uh, there, there just, there's a lot of reasons why here you should love the Kansas city chiefs uh, in regard to prop bets. How am I playing it? Patrick Mahomes over two and a half touchdowns. He he tossed four in week 10, the Jags, they don't blitz much. So Patrick should have a lot of time back there. And they have, as I pointed out, one of the worst red zone defenses in the NFL, uh, Kelsey over 79 and a half receiving yards. The Jags, 28th in points allowed to tight ends. They also give up almost 10 yards per target, which is worse than the NFL, to the position. And 60 yards after the catch to the position per game. Uh, Chris Jones, anytime sack at minus 115. Week 10, he had one and a half sacks in two QB hits. I do believe that he gets to Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I like over 39 and a half passing attempts. He averages 36. Well, he doesn't, but quarterbacks average 36 passing attempts, a game against Kansas city, third most in the NFL. Why? Cause that's how you beat Kansas city. And on top of that, you've got to keep up with the Mahomes, right? You've got to keep, uh, you're, you're not going to score the amount of points the Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas city Chiefs score by running the football all the time. Um, In week 10 against Kansas City, Lawrence had 40 attempts, and he had 47 left against the Chargers. Also, Christian Kirk over-receiving yards at 64.5 in any time down. Week 10, he put up over 100 receiving yards and two touchdowns against Kansas City. He's got a 23% target share. Kansas City is 30th. So third-worst defense against wide receiver ones. In the NFL, which Christian Kirk, of course, is. And also, they are 24th against slot-wide receivers. And Christian Kirk runs 67% of his routes out of the slot. So it's a very favorable matchup for Christian Kirk. And last but not least, this is a sneaky good play, I think. ATN, under two and a half receptions. And you could get that at plus money, at plus 120. He has below three catches all season per game. He has not had one game this season where he has had more than three catches. So at under 2.5, at plus money, at plus 120, for ATN, I think that's a sneaky good play. So those are all the ways that I am playing the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Kansas City Chiefs. Hang tight, we come back. Vic Carucci is going to join us. Uh, he has covered the Bills forever and a day. He's uh, He hosts the Bills pre- and post-game show and uh, has his finger on the pulse of that team better than most, as I think this is the best game on the slate. So let's do a deep dive into that this matchup when we get back right here on Bet LA 710 ESPN LA.
0: This is Bet L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN, made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit tizaenergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Bet L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN.
1: Welcome back to Bet L.A. here on 710 ESPN L.A. Vic Carucci joins us. He's been covering the Buffalo Bills for quite a while. Very dear friend. As they get ready to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. Here's the thing, Vic. We got to talk about this, right? Like the Bills giving up 31 points to the Miami Dolphins and Skylar, as my mom has corrected me before, Skylar Thompson, seventh round quarterback, third string for the Miami Dolphins, puts up 31 points against the Bills. How do you explain that?
4: Yeah. Yeah, I would say this. Um, I I explain it because it's football and we've seen it every, every week. It's not... You know, teams that are at the top and win consistently, as the Bills are doing, um, have games where they have game moments where they have problems and struggle. I think the Bengals uh, could not feel great about the game they played against Baltimore last week, as ugly as it gets. And you know, it didn't. It, this dynamic Joe Burrow-led offense uh, needed a big lumbering defensive end to <laughs> knock a ball loose, or, or you know, to to slap it in the air right at the goal line. How how you know, crazy was that and return it almost the length of the field to give them a decisive touchdown. So, uh, to explain it, uh, I, I don't have an explanation other than the numbers said at all three turnovers by Buffalo, all involving Josh Allen with the, the uh, two interceptions in the fumble and two for Miami and Miami, uh, had nothing to lose. They, they were playing with literal house money. Um, a heavy underdog, a rookie quarterback, Uh, They walked in there and, you know, the defensive scheme, and I know the Dolphins fired their defensive coordinator, but tell you what, that that stunting and blitzing and stuff that he did uh, twisted, I think, Josh's brain into a knot because he couldn't solve that in, in, you know, last month. uh, And he he had problems with it this time. He actually had problems with it down in Miami as well, where the Bills, you know, shot themselves in the foot the entire game and found a way to lose. Um, I think every game is a separate entity. And the same applies to this one. Yep, it's a better offense, one would think, and a bigger challenge for the Bills' defense, one would think. But the game's in Buffalo, and I think the Bills are, are still on this mission. And if you can clean up the mistakes, and they've, they've made their share, but uh, tell you what, they, they look like a team still a roll to me. And I, I don't think they have any reason to like have trepidation. Oh my God, Cincinnati's coming to town. What are we going to do? I think it's a great matchup. And I think for TV's sake, football's sake, it's great that these two teams get to play each other. It might end up being the best game or best matchup of games that we're going to see in the postseason.
1: I do believe that um, you, you mentioned uh, Josh Allen and he is having some turnover issues. It's not just interceptions, it's interceptions in the red zone, Vic. And and I feel that I feel like we saw a change even though he's not on the injury report, even though we're hearing that, you know, the elbow's fine, everything's fine. I do believe I just I don't recall a season with Josh that we're seeing so many turnovers, whether it's interceptions or fumbles. He might fumble the ball and and luckily, you know, a Bills player recovers it, but there's quite a few. What's your take on his his season so far?
4: Yeah, I, I think, Anita, it starts with, you know, the type of quarterback he is and the design of an offense that just centers around everything he can do in a big play way. Um, it is, you know, it's not a safe offense. Uh, he, he, will, he will make those dangerous downfield throws because he has the arm to do so and he believes in that arm and that he can thread needles that other quarterbacks can't. Um, and he believes that those plays are, are the more decisive plays. So he'll challenge uh, people and, and maybe take risks that he shouldn't always take, but he, he can do it. He can get away with it too. Um, when I say get away with it, I don't mean you know, that he won't be turning it over because obviously that's happened. But turnover and, and lead to a loss is another thing. And he, he isn't a guy that gets into a funk that says, oh, my God, I'm turning the ball over a lot now. Uh, what's wrong with me? Um, he doesn't spend a lot of time thinking about that. And Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator, doesn't dwell on that with him either. They still uh, have the offense that they have. It will be challenging downfield. It will look for those big plays. And and they're playing the Bengals. They're playing a team that is also, uh, when they're right, uh, making big plays and, and generating a lot of points. So they're going to, I'm sure, the Bills are going to be Full throttle, and it it probably is going to mean, you know, more turnovers. They just hope uh, that they don't cost them the game.
1: O-line issues as well, um, allowing a 32% pressure rate, especially against Miami. Miami had seven sacks. Uh, Concerned about um, Hendrickson and and Hubbard coming in. We saw them, as, as you mentioned, make the big play against the Ravens, no less.
4: Yeah, Nate, I, I'd say if there is a concern area, there, there are a couple on the Bills, but in, in order, for me, it starts right where you said it. The, the tackles, especially, uh, have not uh, played their best football, and I'm not even sure if what their best is going to be, especially with Spencer Brown. I mean, Deion Dawkins obviously played well enough to get a big contract. He's regarded as you know one of the two best linemen they have, the other being Mitch Morse, the center, but uh, they have not fared especially well uh, in their respective roles. And, and I think that's where the, the, the Bengals are going to try to, of course, exploit and, and have you know, success. Um, and I know we'll talk in a second about the secondary. You're going to ask me about that. But, but up front, as far as the offense is concerned, uh, that's where my, my big worry is. And, yes, if, uh, uh, you know, if you're looking at what, what this Bengal defense will try to get after, it's those ends winning those one-on-ones. And whatever um, you know, whatever types of scheming is also done to generate pressure.
1: Yeah, yeah. let's let's talk about that defense against the pass, right? Without Von Mil- Von Miller. Uh, who's not active right now? Um, the pass rush has not been the same. Eighteenth in pressure rate, twenty-first in sack rate. And when you don't have that pressure on the quarterback, it of course makes your secondary very vulnerable. And you're going up against a, you're going up against Jamar Chase, who some feel is arguably uh, one of the best, if not best, wide receiver in the NFL. You're talking about a running back uh, mm-hmm. plain wide receiver. His yards after the catch are just ridiculous. So h- how how do the Bills look to contain him?
4: Yeah, you know Chase and and um, T. Higgins and uh, and and Tyler. uh, You know, I'd say uh, you you look at what they're (laughs) what they're capable of doing in in a passing game, and and mainly because of the trigger man, and that being uh, you know that being Joe Burrow. I I would say, um, yeah, uh, it's a concern for me as well because this secondary has has had injury issue after injury issue and you go down the depth chart at safety and it's getting super thin there you know Micah Hyde gone and then the Demar Hamlin story while it's the focus of a guy who you know whose life was saved and uh, and, and how major and and how terrifying the whole thing was and what a worldwide story it became he's also a, a player that's been lost on the depth depth chart at a position where they don't have a lot of depth and uh, Jordan Poyer is, has been hurting. He didn't practice today. I'm going to guess he'll push his way into the lineup, but you no, know, he's been a little less than full. I think Tradavius White is still in. In you know, as as he said it, a two-year process of coming back from a a, a torn you know a torn ACL and and having. Um, I mean, even though it happened a year ago, but but he he thinks, or at least he mentioned that it's probably two full seasons before you're. Uh, you're there and and he hasn't even played a full season this year. So um, that's, that's something else to look at. And you know, you've got youth Kyler Elam uh, at the other corner spot. Yes. He got a first career. I mean, he got a, uh, as a rookie in his first career start, he got an interception Uh, and, and they Dean Marlowe uh, who was also brought aboard during, during the season, just to be a body to fill that safety depth. He gets a pick as well. So, um, to think about that group going up against those receivers is one thing. And then you mentioned the pressure issues and, and yes, they're starting to feel uh, Von Miller's absence. He's trying to make it up in other ways. He brought a a fake Lombardi trophy into the locker room to remind the guys what the prize is, Uh, you know, being that, that somewhat of a a cheerleader, but, but positive reinforcer of, of, of with his veteran stature and his Super Bowl rings. But that's one thing. You know, not being out there is hurt, is hurting them. And honestly, in this last game, didn't see enough pressure from others. Greg Rousseau was kind of absent. Boogie, Boogie Basham was fine, but he's out of position. He's playing that end spot because Miller isn't available. He should be inside. And then you got Shaq Lawson, who, when he plays, you know, kind of above himself, can be a factor. But he's but he's mainly, you know, there, there's a low, pretty low ceiling there, I think. And, um, so the rest of the front is, and it's going to be Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator, I think, designing, scheming it up to give them pressure.
1: It's going to be interesting to see it, how, how it all plays out. Vic Carucci again, joining us here, uh, of course, part of the Bills broadcast team and, uh, and, and you could hear him, uh, pre and post and does all, all the things, as I like to say, all the things has his finger on the pulse <laughs> of this Bills team, uh, better than most. Vic, you rock. Always great to have you on. Thank you so much for your time, my friend.
4: Anita, My pleasure.
1: Stay tuned. We come back. I'll give you my plays in this matchup. And also we kick off our number three, Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network and Om Youngman Souk with some NBA plays. Stay tuned. Still a lot more coming your way here on 710 ESPN LA.
0: This is Bet L.A. with Anita Marks on 7Teddy SPN, made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Bet L.A. with Anita Marks on 7Teddy SPN.
2: Every week is important. Every game is important at this point. And um, everybody's trying to get to the big stage. And I feel like you got to take it one play at a time, one practice at a time, and just do your job to help the team win.
3: You know, probably a couple more wrinkles here and there for both sides of the football. So, um, like I said, we're excited about the opportunity. It's a good football team. We're a good football team, too. It's going to be a hell of an atmosphere, and uh, we're excited to play.
2: Again, they can come out and play us completely different than what the first drive, you know, said that they were going to play us. So, again, it's just being being smart, um, you know, decision-wise.
0: Uh, We respect everything about them.
2: It's going to be a fun uh, Sunday at 3 p.m., so uh, we'll see what happens.
1: Montage of uh, Bills players as they talk about getting ready to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. Bills favored by five, five and a half in some places. The over-under is at 48 and a half. We just heard from Vic Carucci, who covers the Bills. I'm going to give you my plays uh, in, in this matchup in just a minute. I just want to bring you up to speed. Uh, unfortunately, I gave you some losers at the start of the show. Um, the uh, the Brooklets are getting their butts handed to them by a uh, Phoenix Suns team that doesn't have a lot of their star players on the court. Cam Johnson came back for the game tonight. Uh, in in the very uh, few select minutes that he has played, he has looked very, very good. Uh, Phoenix is up on the Nets 81-66 to with about five minutes left in the third. So we'll see what happens. Can Brooklyn come back uh, again? That w- that line was minus three when the show opened, and I told you to took it, to took it, <laughs> yes, um, to take it. <laughs> so there's that. Um, and we're not then, laughing at you. Um, we're laughing with you. No, it's okay. It's all right. It's it's the uh, it's it's the bubbles I'm drinking. So just so just FYI, just so people don't think it's like champagne bubbles. Um, I, I am addicted to sparkling water. <laughs> I know I know there's worse things to be addicted to. Uh, but but like I am like literally addicted to, to I just I, I think if somebody was to say to you, all right, you're 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 stranded on a de- on a deserted island and you can only bring one thing with you. Like to consume, what would it be for me? It's 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 bubbly it's it's sparkling i can't it's probably one of the most refreshing things on the planet i just love sparkling water <laughs> i can't get enough of it so anyway what would you take if somebody was to say you could only take one thing for you to consume on an island what would it be
2: oh i i mean i'm i i got to go smart and say gatorade or just something that's gonna keep me hydrated. It's definitely not bubbly water. Bubbly
1: water, water is gonna keep you
2: No. What shot. do you mean? It's a no for me. <laughs>
1: yeah, but bubbly water keeps you high like bubbly water, it's just like regular flat water. So it does just coconut milk. In.
2: I'm still passing.
1: Just <laughs> Rebecca, what would you take if somebody was to say you're gonna be on a deserted island for a year, you can only bring one thing to consume, what would it be? Uh ice water. Okay. (laughs) Just give me the cold water. Bubbly water Gatorade. Boy, are we a boring crew. Or, you know, we could just go with some tequila.
2: Yeah, booze it up. Ooh. Oh, yeah.
1: Ooh. Yeah. Now we're talking. Uh, Tequila makes me do crazy things. Yeah, but you're alone on an island. What's the worst thing that can happen? (laughs) (laughs) It's true it's true. Anyway, uh I gave you another loser tonight when we started the show. At least it's a loser right now. Listen, could could could, could this end up being better than um could this end up with with a positive uh um conclusion possibly, but I, I doubt it right now. I, I told you to play the over in the 76ers Trailblazers game. Uh this game right now, 76ers are up 79 to 65. Embiid with eight rebounds. I told you to take the over and rebounds. We'll see what happens. Um, I want to say the over under was 14 and a half, so it's at 18 right now. But the over here was 233 and a half, just FYI. So I just wanted to bring you up to speed. I apologize. I felt really, really good about my Nets play. And the 76ers, Portland Trailblazers over. But obviously, uh, I did not steer you in the right direction. Uh, let's get back to football, and that's my wheelhouse. So hopefully I can I can steer you in the right direction here. How am I going to play Cincinnati and the Buffalo Bills? Okay, so I love so I love the big cats. I have for a while, uh, and I love them here as well. So I'm going to take Cincinnati plus five. I'm going to use them as a two-team six-point teaser. I'm going to tease them up to plus 11. And you can get this in in, in at, at five and a half. So, uh, so look. You know, make sure, look for, you know, what, what the best odds are out there. Um, here's another one. This is very interesting. I'm going to play the Cincinnati Bengals in the second half at plus two, t- two, two and a half. So I'm going to play the Cincinnati Bengals in the second half of the game. And that line right now is two and a half. Why? 21. This is, this is great. This is a good nugget. This is why you listen to Bad LA. 21 of the last 25 games. For the Bengals, they've covered in the second half. Marinating that for a minute. 21 of the last 25 games the Cincinnati Bengals have played in, they have covered the second half spread. How about that? I think it's really, really impressive. A few other reasons why I like the Bengals. Uh, Nine games. Um only 3 losses by more than than 3 points this season. Uh, they're 12 and 5 against the spread, 7 and 2 on the road and 2 and 0 oh as a dog this season. Uh, if they looked they looked in control in week 17 before uh the game was called in in, in the horri- horrific horrible situation that happened with uh, Demar Hamlin, uh, but prior to the game ending, it really looked like the Bengals were in control, and I think they, they will come in with that swag and that confidence in this game knowing that that was the case. Joe Burrow, his last eight games, he's averaged 26 points a game, 270 yards per game, and 20 total touchdowns in his last eight games. That's something to marinate in. Obviously, the big storyline here is that Jonah Williams, their tackle is out. So what does that mean? Uh, Burrow's going to be behind an offensive line that is down not one, not two, but three offensive linemen. But Jackson Carmen, and I hope I'm pronouncing that properly, uh, is the next man up. And PFF has him as a solid backup. Nothing to write home about, nothing crazy, but somebody who's going to come in and is going to perform admirably. So keep that in mind. Their defense has been great since week 11. DJ Reader came back. And since he has come back, they're they're a top five defense against the rush. And one thing that we know about the Bills, they have a hard time running the football with Singletary, Cook, who's ever back there. It's hard. And they hold quarterbacks to below 60% completion percentage. The best quarterback performance against this Bengals defense was Patrick Mahomes. And he was only at 60% completion percentage. Majority of quarterbacks are below 60% completion percentage against this Bengals defense. We sit here. We talk a lot about the bills defense. We don't talk enough. I think about the Bengals defense. Meanwhile, the bills are coming off a game. And I talked about this with rich uh, with, with Vic. And that is, they gave up 31 points. The Miami Dolphins. And a, and a, a third-string quarterback that was drafted in the seventh round. They're, they're, they are a turnover machine. They average three turnovers a game in their last three straight games. They have a 15% turnover rate, which is second highest in the NFL. Josh Allen, you know, 16 interceptions. Uh, and 11 of those 16 interceptions, by the way, have been in a clean pocket. It's not like he's pressured and he's making poor decisions. No. He's back there. He's like baking s'mores. And poof, interception. Poof, interception. Poof, interceptions. Which, by the way, have you guys seen the movie Menu? No, I haven't. No? But I've heard menu? good things. No. What is this? What is okay. Menu? Okay. I just... I just... Just... I'm not going to ruin it for you. I just... I said s'mores. And... Folks and, out there who've seen the to movie it. know what I'm talking about. I know, but now <laughs> What'd I want you say? now I want s'mores. I said, and
2: now I don't have to watch it. You spoiled it. S- no, s'mores. you it's have over. to
1: watch it. I'm not I'm not I'm not ruining it for you. I'm just I'm just I heard I, I said the word s'mores and I thought about the movie. I'm not ruining it for you. Well
2: now we want s'mores, Anita. It's, it's
1: called menu. So obviously it's about food, right? Anyway. Uh, this defense for the Buffalo Bills with No Von Miller um, have, have na- are now 18th in pressure rate, 21st in sack rate. Okay? 18th in pressure rate, tw- pressure rate, 26 in sack rate. I just I just don't think this Bills team right now is that dominant. And I like the Bengals. I like the Big Cats. Prop bets I'm gonna play. Josh Allen anytime interception. Why not? He's 16 on the season. And 11 of those 16 are in a clean pocket. Cincinnati, I like Joe Burrow over 276 and a half passing yards. Why? The Bills, uh, they are the least blitzing team in the NFL. I think Burrow's going to have a lot of time, even though uh, he's missing another offensive lineman. Jamar Chase, anytime touchdown, 30% target share for Jamar Chase, and the Bills are giving up 13 yards per catch to wide receivers. How about that? Joe Mixon under 48 and a half rushing yards Why The Bills, they're actually good against the run. And Mixon um, 38th in rushing attempts of 10 yards or more. So he has no, no, little to no explosive rushing plays. He's just having an offseason. Uh, which, note to self, uh, no more drafting Joe Mixon on my fantasy team. Thank you, no thank you. So these are all the ways that I'm playing Cincinnati and the Bills. So we still have one game left with my plays, and that is Dallas and the San Francisco 49ers. We're going to hear from Nick Wagner coming up in this next hour. He covers the 49ers, a little preview. He joined me Monday on that digital show uh, called Bet. But when we get back, Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network, dear friend, she's absolutely fantastic. You see her all over the NFL Network all the time. And uh, we're going to go through the slate of all four games and get her picks and her plays as well. So stay tuned. Cynthia Freeland joins us next here on Bet LA, 710 ESPN LA.